Fouls. <laughs> that was literally perfectly <laughs> on the zero. On the zero. Bums. <laughs> <laughs> We are back with another episode on the Songwriters Lounge with myself, Andy, and my co-host and very good friend, Tom. Aye, 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 aye. Hey, 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 and we are here today to introduce to you uh, a very, a very ginger and musical individual who um, is a good friend of mine. Lovely, lovely. (laughs) And she's lovely, and she's lovely, and she makes some killer music, and she's got an incredible story to tell and her name is Natty Dread. Natty, welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? I'm smashing. Thanks for having me. I feel all special and popular and important. Oh well, I think you are. We're gonna <laughs> make we're gonna make it <laughs> seem yeah, that way anyway are. on the on the episode. So I think we'll we'll big you up definitely. But um, no, thanks for coming on the show. We obviously know each other. You've just met Tom, so we're gonna slag Tom Rotten for being English the full episode. And um, if you can keep up with our banter, this is why you brought me here. We <laughs> this is why you really it. brought me here. <laughs> Listen, you brought me here. We're in matching t-shirts. Can we not just get along for like at least an hour? <laughs> we can get along. <laughs> yeah, behind the along. scenes, I've been so angry. <laughs> These are super comfy, by the way. Like oh, I wouldn't good. make it a sleep shirt, but I like wearing it so much that once you make something a sleep shirt, you then can't wear it as a day shirt. So. It's good and we're going to use that for every advert moving forward. Thank we you are. very much, Natty. <laughs> <laughs> Buy our t-shirts because you they're too comfy to sleep in. Because you want to wear them during the day. Too Aye. comfy to sleep in. <laughs> you can sleep in them and then wear them during the day, but that's a bit tinky. So you probably, a bit smelly. By the way, tinky means... Tinky. Tinky, tinky. What did you say? Ma- oh, manky. I thought you said tanky. Aye, aye. Already, oh, I know what manky means. We're already means. having a, an absolute wobbler of an episode. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. So, Nat. Started a war. T-shirts aside, right, take us through... Well, I guess, first of all, give us a, a wee, like, introduction to yourself and then we'll go, like, we'll go full behind the scenes into your your musical kind of background, right? But... If I was to say, describe yourself in 30 seconds, what would, what would that look like? Painfully Scottish. Accurate. I mean, that wasn't 30 <laughs> seconds, that was like <laughs> three. Uh, painfully Scottish with a habit of writing really emotional songs and songs that kind of go a hooman and a high and a han and a who and uh, I like cows, I love them. She... I mean, if you That's didn't get that. such a great intro. Yeah. <laughs> so if, uh, I, I think if that... you're watching this, look look behind that to her shoulder and you'll see exactly why she loves... I mean, she loves them and she decorates her house with them all, don't you? So <laughs> You can't see my house for coos. I'm swimming in coos. She loves the coos. <laughs> She's all about the coos. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, right, so you have kind of kicked off recently with the TikTok platform in a big way. Um, so we obviously we want to touch on that because that's the kind of... We've, we've got people on the show, Nat, that have kind of came through the 
remember like the old YouTube scene where like YouTube covers were huge mm-hmm. and YouTube was like the new fresh kind of platform to get noticed on. Um, TikTok is really like that current platform place to be to get noticed, especially with music and, and all sorts of stuff like, you know, dancing, magic tricks, who knows, right? Um, so we'll touch base on that. But I guess start us off with where did music start for you? Was it like at the age of six? Was it at the age of 16? Where did you kind of start to to become your kind of artistic musical self? Um, I mean, music's always been a huge part of my family ever since I've been, since as long as I can remember. Like, I think everybody individually takes a little flavour from their parents, whether it's the books they're into, the TV shows they like, their attitude, their sense of humour. And for me, it was definitely music. It was always music. That was the big thing in our house. And I remember um, listening to a lot of soul music and a lot of rhythm and blues. So we always had, like, the commitments was always playing Stevie Wonder, Wilson Pickett, The Four Tops, The Drifters. That was always in our house. And um, I think it was, I cannot remember how old I was, but... um, my dad put on this U2 album, but it was live with a gospel choir. And he let me hear, still haven't found what I'm looking for with a gospel choir. Um, and obviously, when I was younger, when I heard music like Stevie Wonder and that, I was like, oh, I like music. But when I heard this, he just put it on. He told me to sit down. He went out and did something in the garden. And I remember it was the first time as a kid that a song made me cry. And I went, oh, oh, this is, this is, a, this is a thing that happens with music Mm. he came back in he was like what's wrong and I was like it's just so beautiful (laughs) and that was when I realised I was like oh this is going to be a a life changing thing for me I think that's That's awesome I I actually remember one of the first songs that ever hit me was U2 Beautiful Day and it was it's a beautiful day like that kind of the like the, the background vocals that come in and I remember the same kind of experience in that where I sat there I must have been eight, being like, that's really cool. And then my mum being like, what's he talking about? Is he special? Like, <laughs> It's like something's so, just been like, it's like you've just been very politely assaulted by yeah. all this noise. And you're like, oh, what is this? And you, you constantly search for that feeling all the time. And you go into the next band, the next artist. And that's, that's kind of how it started for me. Do you know, I really, am, I probably shouldn't admit to this. But my earliest memory of music was Boyzone. <laughs> like, wait a minute, are you talking about like? Are you talking about Boyzone? Yeah, like Boyzone, the band, like the boy band in the nineties. That Ooh. was that is my yeah. They did that. Memory. No matter what song. Yeah, no matter what. <laughs> so they. Oh, mate. Yeah, yeah but and that's the, sick. I mean, the, yeah, it was, the percussion for class. that song it's is like literally a guilty pleasure. <laughs> no, the percussion for that song is literally a guy going. <laughs> I love it, man. Genius. I love it. <laughs> no matter boys own, what. Boys own or Backstreet Boys? Oh, Backstreet Boys, boys, definitely. Yeah, I'm with you in that. I'm with you. Yeah, Backstreet Boys. But you can't. They don't even lay a glove on the Backstreet Boys, boys own. Although but I like that song. Yeah. And the, they, had, they had their moments, I have to say. They had their moments. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked here, right? So, yeah. So, you were into <laughs> a lot of music. Um, we can, me and Tom can definitely definitely relate so you've kind of been listening to it from an early age and stuff when was the first time you picked up like a an instrument and thought i'm gonna start to make a noise myself well 
So I first started uh, in primary school, I think I was about eight or nine, and my best friend was taking violin lessons. And I was like, well, my best friend's taking violin lessons. I'm going to take violin I'm lessons. I'm going to do that. And I got it. <laughs> And I was doing this and I'm going, I hate this, everything about this. And then I wanted to put the violin over the teacher's head because she was so rude. Um, and then I got a, like a little mini keyboard thing, right? And the first thing I played is, do you remember the bit in Toy Story 2 where Jessie's reminiscing about her life with Emily and that little, when somebody loves yeah, me. Yeah, when she loves me, yeah. Sarah yeah. McLaughlin. Yeah. Yes, yes, uh, that was the first song I played on the keyboard and that was when I went wait are you telling me I can I can make noise with this and with these um you're so talking about our, our fingers piano. guys that are listening <laughs> when she says oh, these yeah. oh, she's shaking her hands fudge. to the camera <laughs> my mouth and my hands right that's the, I can make noise with both those things um and then I realized that I loved playing piano and keys and then I eventually picked up my first guitar when I was like, I think I was nine. And then when I was 11, I properly started taking it seriously. And I went, oh, that changed everything about the way I perform. Absolutely mm. everything. Did you get lessons now? No. Um, so I didn't get lessons for piano or guitar or singing. I just kind of pick up things by ear. I don't have a good relationship with dots and lines. I can't read music. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of learn it as I go. But when I was a wee lassie, I was told to sing like Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Leanne Rhymes, all these kind of things that made me think, okay, I stand and someone plays an instrument and I sing. And then the second I got to play the instrument, I was like, ah, wait a minute, this is better. Feels better. I like yeah. this more. Mm. Mm -hmm. that's cool so it get i also you, like it how you kind yeah. of bring um sorry mate oh, i'm no, cutting no, you off again um i love it how you bring kind of like the scottish traditional even the gaelic inspirant like inspiration into what you play on tiktok and stuff being english i love hearing that because i don't hear it ever so <laughs> i think again that's why you probably people really relate to you because it is different. And I love the fact that you went that route instead of being like, oh, I'll just, I'll just sing All I Want for Christmas is You like by Mariah Gary. You took your own direction and that's probably why you've seen success, to be honest. Well, that's, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with people who just want to stand and sing, but I got so bored. I was like, I was like sitting singing and then I'd just stop halfway through and go, I've bored myself here. Whereas <laughs> um, if I'm sitting playing something, I can control the pace and I can... I can change it up and I can go really loud or I can go really quiet and I can kind of deceive the audience a little bit on what I'm going to do. And um, bringing wee old Scottish songs back was something that I never anticipated would be appreciated or loved as much as it is. I just, I just love all the old songs and the fact that people love them too is just luck, I suppose. <laughs> so before it's... Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, again... Go for it, Tom. I was going to say, I was gonna, again, it's just, it's just clever because I live in the States now. And... I didn't know that. So, yeah, I live, like, kind of close to Chicago. And they love anything from the UK, anything history. So that's why, I mean, a lot of the people that reached out to us when we said we had you on, uh, you know, uh, American people that just love the Scottish tradition. Um, so you're doing something without even realising it. And it's a... Uh, You've got a marketing brain without even realising it. 
Wait, so something. is it like lunchtime for you then now? Is it is it breakfast yeah, time? Is it lunchtime? It's one thirty for me at the moment. Have and I've convinced them to have a beer. No, now. <laughs> so oh my god, my, now that means got my pajanga beer. beer now. My, my rainbow like llama. Um, Matching yeah. Lunchtime beer, I like it. Love it. <laughs> so it's a straight it, vodka. I'm joking. Of <laughs> <laughs> course it is, you're Scottish. It'll be an interesting end of episode then if that is the case. Um, oh Christ, could you know, imagine? Can you imagine? Oh my God. I think <laughs> music's pure brilliant. Someone asked a question, I'm like, listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was singing a song, you might let me song, but it was song. <laughs> do you understand a word of that, Tom? <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm, I'm, I'm completely with you. I mean, I'm glad Walk you off and hug one of the cows. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I think it's time for a cheeky songwriting challenge, don't you? This is where mid-podcast, I challenge my buddy Tom and co-host to write a vocal hook over an instrumental provided by our podcast sponsor, Jet Tracks. I select the theme and Tom has to write something and I make it deliberately bizarre. So the theme this week, Tom, is Wales, the animal. Good luck. <laughs> I'm sitting on the ocean floor Your surface is my ceiling Having a blowhole, honey It's a damn fine feeling I turn around and preach the blue Run ground on the beach for you I really don't need a reason Other than mating season Oh, brilliant. So before, let's get on to a wee bit more before TikTok, right? So what what was music like before the world of TikTok kind of started for you? Were you kind of just doing like local gigs? Were you doing, were you on YouTube or were you just kind of, what, what was it looking like? I mean, I was on YouTube very few and far between and I would do these gigs once a month called the it was a contrived cabaret show so it was like people doing burlesque pole dancing comedy uh regular dance and poetry and i would just go and i would sing um and that gave me the confidence to really like i I would go and just sing (laughs) no i I would go spin in a pole (laughs) do a burlesque and then i would spin in a pole (laughs) yep I would do the splits, the tassels were already in place, and I'd just play a tune, and that was it. Um, Well, I've got your attention. I'm just going to sing you a song. I know. One of the songs I did was... uh, One of the songs I... One of the songs I done was you spin me right round, and we'll just not tell you what the actual gimmick of the song was. But I'm joking. So uh, I did the gigs like that, and um, I would do the occasional wedding, and that it was nice. Um, but nothing really came of it, and um, it wasn't that I'd, I'd given up, but I was just like, well, that's me, and it. And um, I would just write constantly, and then lockdown obviously hit, and I was supposed to be off work for three weeks, but as we know, that became four months or a year, you could argue, um, yeah. and. I said, right, before TikTok, I said, right, I'm off for three weeks. Really don't want to be working this job for the rest of my days. 
I'm going to finish the album that I started writing years ago. And I finished it. I really just got my arse into gear and I said, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm sick of waiting about. So I finished the album, went on TikTok, saw a bunch of really funny dogs and, uh, <laughs> and Lewis Capaldi. And I didn't know that you could just sit and sing a tune on TikTok. And I was like, I can't dance or anything. Let's just do that. And so I did uh, a change is going to come by Sam Cooke. And then that was it. So... The Before that, history. not really anything. I had no original music or anything at all. Yeah. And now, so, where are you now? Now you've grown it up to over one million followers or something crazy like that? <laughs> I, 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 mean, I dare not look anymore because it just fills me with fear. <laughs> <laughs> it's so impressive, though, that you've managed to, to do that in such a short space of time. Like, obviously, <laughs> speaks to the talent. Yeah, um, which. I want to oh. mention, like, it is if you haven't checked it out, you need to. And if you're not on TikTok, you'll hear some songs coming up soon that you, you'll know what we're talking about. You, you'll hear it, yeah. and you'll you, everything will click. You'll be like, oh, okay. So talk us through then. So you, <laughs> so you started on TikTok, Nat. The ball started to roll. People started to listen. You started to think, oh, like. This this could be a thing, yeah. And what was the what was the kind of pinch me moments along the way, uh, so to speak, that have kind of made you go and look. If you were to look back now to you starting your first video on TikTok, what would be the kind of key milestones that you would like to mention? Okay, um, I'm trying to think about this chronologically. Um... <laughs> I know you've done a lot of videos. So, I know. Um, so the first one would probably be... Um, I did a song called Far Side of the World uh, by a band called Tidelines. Fantastic, awesome. fantastic band. And, uh, oh yeah, we, we stand here. We, we stand Tidelines. And um, I didn't know that they had TikTok... So I didn't tag them or anything, didn't do anything like that. And people kept saying, oh, please release this, please release this. And I was like, I would need permission. Two weeks later, I get a comment from Tidelines saying, you have our full permission. And they'd followed me. And then Robert of Tidelines duetted and harmonised with my song. And then this guy called Johnny made this insane a cappella thing to it. So to have, to see what TikTok can do and the massive epic collaborations that you could do that was number one um and that i got to meet so many people through that like tidelines like johnny like cullen like this guy called spence hood if you haven't heard of him check him out so many talented people so that was number one number two would be um when one of my videos hit a million which was the drunk scotsman that was the first one to hit a million of all songs um that was pretty cool um, I got approached by this guy called Andy uh, and he asked me to do this song called When You Come Home Again um, that was pretty cool and then sounds like <laughs> a cool guy he's <laughs> <laughs> a really fun guy um, and then the last one oh he's disappeared oh we've lost Tom you'll come back it's fine carry on he'll come back it's we don't fine. need him just, just, just wait for it just wait for it <laughs> That's wireless. Fine. Um, 
It's still recording in the background. So then, um, oh yeah, the big one. <laughs> uh, I can't even say it. I did a song by Newton Faulkner, who is my biggest inspiration to date. And he's the reason that I, I, I would not be doing this had I not listened to his music all those years ago. He had TikTok. I did a song. He duetted it. I couldn't believe it. Um, I mean, I could go on with that one because a lot more's happened. Uh, but he duetted me. I then got to sing it with him at his live gig. I then got to sing a song with him in person at my little show that I did. And not, not a little show. Don't dumb it down. She, she, you, you hosted <laughs> your own, your first ever live stream gig. And it was a roaring success. And Newton Faulkner, like, duetted with you on your show. Like, that is nuts. Absolutely nuts. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy really that you're Newton Faulkner. I mean, it's lovely that you're sitting there so humble, isn't it, Tom? Um, because it's, I think... I have a really cool team. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Mate, I, re- I remember seeing Newton Faulkner back in 2006, busking in Covent Garden in London. And I remember stopping watching him thinking, how can that guy play guitar like that? How, how, yep. how is he singing while doing this crazy guitar tapping? And then like Why? a year later, he um, released All I Got. Or, or the first song that he released, that went crazy big. Um, ever since then, I've been following him. I love Newton Fort. I just think the man is a genius. Yeah. Why? He is a huge 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 inspiration to me and I remember like after I did I'd done like the concert and everything right I was flicking through my phone through all my old google photos and I've got videos from like eight ten years ago of me standing in the crowd singing with them and I just that I think that was when it hit me I just started crying and I was like I got to sing with him and and Andy you'd even said I think I'd sent you a couple of demos and you were like very uh, i play very rhythmically yeah that's just because of who i'm inspired by yeah you can hear it you can hear it in some of um some of your new stuff particularly which is very like acoustical rhythmical um which will be you know and coming out in the future um but yeah like you get you gave a demo of some of that stuff in your live stream and i think it down went down really well like people loved like the new stuff um, because it is, it is slightly Thank like, goodness. yeah, yeah, and it's slightly different to some of the other stuff you've got out. Um, but I, but I, I really liked it as well. Like it's it's cool that you you've got that kind of variation to your music as well. You know, you've got like Jacob, which will play in the show very soon, which is like this kind of beautiful lullaby ballady, and then you, you've got like lungs, which is what you're kind of working on now, and that's very rhythmical and very like you know really kind of a really driven rhythmical acoustic song so yeah it's all exciting stuff thank you i call lungs a vocal workout i don't know why i decided to call it lungs of all things gymnastics (laughs) yeah (laughs) kind of makes sense if you think about it yeah so we're gonna go now into some every time yeah it does yeah um (laughs) some cheeky music are you ready for to hear some of your songs nat and tell us a bit about the... I mean, 
I mean, I've never heard them, so it'll be quite, it'll be a laugh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it'll be a wee who, first who for this soon too, by the way. <laughs> Aye, why no? Stick some natty dread on. Alexa. Put, no, I'm joking. <laughs> Alexa, put some natty dread on. Ale- <laughs> Alexa. <laughs> Does your tell, Alexa. <laughs> I'm going to say it again, Alexa. <laughs> Everybody's Alexas are just going to have to read it. <laughs> I know, turn your yeah, Alexas going to be like, I'm sorry, I, I did not understand what you just said. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I don't understand your accent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right, our so Alexa here. is Andy. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Natty Dredd's first ever single that she released, and it is called <laughs> Apocalypse, and it is going to be played right now. Breathing at 6 a.m. and I'm barely awake. Wipe off my dreams from the night before and prepare for the day. When did I settle for something so plain? All of this loaf. No mercy this nine to five When can I jump off this merry-go-round Round, round, day in and day out Welcome it, I'm home again And I'm halfway to sleeping Mindless words just to fill the void To stop Oh, she was just about to go. Oh, cut that off at the wrong time, Andy. Well, well, our Alex is broken. Well, I mean, we're we're not wanting to give it all away because we want the guys to Uh, listen to the full whack, don't we? So, I mean, I was just about to scream at them anyway, so it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, I mean, scream at them in song form. So that was your first ever track that you released. I love the, I'm going to slag you, it's the, I love the American accent, <laughs> which is funny because now you're like totally going all Scottish on, on the world, which is, which I, I'm, you know, I, I love, I'm a big fan of that. Um, but like, I love that. Take us through Apocalypse then, you know, where did you write it? Where did you record it? Blah, blah, blah. So... I first of all I recorded it in an American accent because that's how I used to sing before I realised that people actually like when I sing in my accent. So after that I was just like, well, I don't give a shit. I'm gonna sing in my accent and you're gonna <laughs> just you're have gonna to deal it. with it. Um <laughs> But it started in 2016. I was working at a place and um I just like I felt like the best way I can describe it is like every day when I was coming home, I felt like a bit, some of my colour was getting sucked out of me mm-hmm. and I was getting, I was losing my colour. I was just deflating every single day losing and your I was coming home. Exactly. Exactly. I was losing, I was losing everything. And um, I'd come home and I'd just sit there and all the just chatter of like, did you hear what Piers Morgan said on the telly? Yep. Oh, Slimming World this and that. And it was just... It was, my personality was just going, and I was losing the part of myself that I actually liked. And um, I was just becoming like a wee shell of myself because of this horrific, horrific job. 
And it got to the point where I'd look at the guitar and it'd be gathering dust and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. What's going on? Like, the part of me that makes me who I am and the part that I'm passionate about and that I enjoy is, is going. And that's why I say calling me, pleading me back to the sounds of the hardened strings and the ripped out lungs. That's me saying, get back to what you know best. Um, so I called it Apocalypse <laughs> because... Because <laughs> it's the end of the it's, world. Uh, it's me being dramatic, yeah, saying that to be con- there's nothing wrong with it. There is nothing wrong with it. But for me to be content with the completely mundane and not have a creative outlet is the end of the world to me. So it was just me being dramatic for like four minutes. Um, but it basically talks through like oh, six o'clock again. I'm hardly awake. Bye. Wipe off all my dreams and passions. Prepare to just be a robot for a day. When did I settle for this? And it's just venting out this frustration and I just hoped somewhere somebody would go, I get that. I've been that person. Mm-hmm. I'm sure most of the world will <laughs> say, yep, I know exactly what you mean. Angry. That's why it gets shouty and it gets angry and it gets just... Mm. And that's why at the end of the second verse and the last bit, I'm, I'm more, instead of saying day in, day out, I can't get away from this, I'm given... I suppose myself and the listener advice it's fight for yourself free your mind never stop looking for the evidence that you're alive and um don't waste your time feeling guilty for things that don't matter because you deserve better and move on and it was me trying to give myself that mantra but hopefully other people can hear that as well yeah definitely and you can hear Absolutely. the the like the soul influence in there can't you tom what do you what do you yeah, think I, do you pick up on that? I, I literally i literally wrote down i can hear motown influence yeah yeah um I picked up the rhythmic, <laughs> what you were saying about the Newton Fortner inspiration, I can hear the rhythmic in the guitar stabs where a snare drum would be, the... I can yeah. hear it. Um, so Tom's which is exactly how I write. I, <laughs> I saw when you were listening to it, you were going... <laughs> yeah. yeah. So as soon as I heard it, I was like, yep, that's how I write. I write the exact same way I write with rhythm in mind. I don't write with melody in mind at first, which kind of makes everything harder at the end when you have to put melody to it. Mm-hmm. I don't really have a natural sense of melody. It takes me a while. But that's what I picked up is you do have that natural rhythm. You could probably be a drummer. Uh, makes sense that you play piano. It makes sense that you play guitar. You can hear it. You can hear the the natural metronome. And you're in time with yourself, which is the most important thing. Um, but definitely hear Motown influence. And that's taking nothing away from the... Scottish American accent thing. It doesn't really matter where you, <laughs> what accent you're singing. <laughs> I had to now you're doing Scottish. <laughs> I had to get that done. I think it was like it was the um it's like when I say never stop, it's like never stop. I'm like, that's not it's that's not never how you stop. sing that only. Yeah. Oh my god. So I think eventually I do want to re-record that in my actual accent. Never stop. Yeah, you should. <laughs> Never stop looking for the evidence that you're alive. Why? Why? <laughs> no, yeah, I, was, I, I enjoyed that one. Yeah. I'd love so, you to re-record it as a full production with drums and... Sh- I can hear strings in the background. I can hear, like, the full orchestra. So can I. Everything. Oh, my God, yeah. so can I. Like, shrieking strings, I would love to, like, building that, like, end of the world. You know that, like, end of the world kind of... Mm-hmm. Um, like that noise I was vibe. telling you about in lungs, like that. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, the, telling you about. yeah, exactly. Like you can hear yeah, it that noise. And then um, it would, yeah, it would be cool to, I mean, artists do that sometimes, right? They reinvent like their songs and um, yeah, maybe there's some appetite for that in the future. You never know. You might just feel the, feel the drive. Cool. Right. So not even necessarily to, reinventing. Well, yeah. Just like just optimizing. Just, just <laughs> add things to it. Just, just, yeah. just, I can hear everything in that song. I can hear it as a full production. It was it was written with the mind for it to be fleshed out one day. So definitely, that's something that's going to happen. Good, I'm glad. Good. Not not to take anything away from how it sounds now. I think it's great. Oh, no, I'm just glad you liked it. I, I saw yeah, you like swaying it. away, and I was like, yes, people like it. <laughs> right, so we'll definitely. go on to the next, which is a very diff- well a, a different track. You'd agree, um, a bit more a bit more chilled, a bit less aggressive, shall we say. Um, and this one is called <laughs> Jacob. Little shoes, little socks and little baby blues. Or are they brown? I guess I have no clue. But they'll show themselves in time. And no one hears, no one hears the threats a young mum fears. But when they see that little face, it's so clear. You can do this on your own. Cause you are the sun, he is your moon. And though we can't speak, he will thank you soon. These are the stepping stones to make him a man. And little sighs. So still, still rhythmical, even though it's a slower lullaby one. You know what I mean? You can still hear <laughs> Nat's rhythm in there on the slap. I tell of the you, I, it, it's crazy when you listen to music that I think I write in a similar way to you, Nat. When I sit down and play music, because you added that piano melody and that chorus there exactly when I wanted to start going like, da, 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 like in the mm-hmm. background, like. Question and and I love the transition to the chorus for that song. Yeah, yeah, very question answer, very yeah. add in something new every kind of four bars, two or four bars. Well, that's what I wanted bars. to do. Uh, that's what I wanted to keep building um, and to kind of, even though the message of the song does get slightly darker, I wanted to t- like still subliminally sprinkle in the fact that it's still a lullaby. So that little la 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 is all the way through it. So, so what again, is, strings so, would be great. Yeah, yeah, strings would be great. <laughs> all, all the strings, all the strings. Um, so what is... Everything there's is a little Jacob. bit of stringage at the end. There's a tiny bit of stringage. 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 A <laughs> it's a new, new adjective. The totsiest to- like wee bit of stringage. <laughs> Who are you? How dare you come in this show and say <laughs> the word stringage? <laughs> Coming into my house wearing my t-shirt. How my dare house. you? In my house. <laughs> <laughs> me, with, me with a good dress on too. <laughs> um, aye, so, so, so what is Jacob about that? So it's about my nephew. His name's Jacob. It's really original. Um... And it originally started as a lullaby for his first birthday. And I wanted to make something that's quite cutesy and 
I don't really do cutesy, so I was like, okay, let's find a melody. So I found the... And I was like, okay, what can I write about? Because he's a baby. He hasn't really done anything except, like, cry and shit. Born. Like, so... Um, <laughs> yeah. And um, so I just started talking about a baby. Little shoes, little socks. What colour are his eyes? We don't know until, like, ten days because babies' eyes are so dark when they're born. Um... My sister found out halfway through the pregnancy she was going to be a single mother. And that kind of... And he was also three months premature, so he was tiny. He was a teeny, teeny, tiny little teeny, baby. Yeah. yeah. And um, he was all in the like the incubator with the tubes and everything up his nose. Um, and I remember writing this song and going, well, I took it and I kind of benched it. And I went, well, he's only one. There's nothing really to write about. And then things started to develop and... You know, my sister doesn't mind me talking about this, but it took a toll on her physically and mentally. And she did start to kind of dip and spiral here and there. And so verse one became his birth and all the, the gloriousness of childbirth. And then the second part. And then I realised I'm writing chapters of his life here. This is a lullaby, but it's also a three part story. OK, let's go with it. Um, It talks about cries for the father who swears he tries. Where were you when he said your name? It talks about my sister having a particularly bad night and I talk about the clock being slow and nothing healing as cruel as time. And then the third part was like this little hopeful section that although it's driven a wedge in the family and it's divided everything, hopefully this this wee boy could bring us all together. And this is where the magic happens. (laughs) The first time I performed that live... Um, in front of people at this cabaret show that I was telling you about. That same night, everything just fit into place again. Everything was was fine again. Everybody was talking again. And it was lovely. So uh, I wanted to make a lullaby. I wanted to tell the truth of the struggles of being a single mother and how much I... I can't imagine what it's like being in her shoes, but she's a incredible woman my sister and um but i wanted to keep that even though the the story was dark i wanted to keep the melody all the way through so that you could sing it as a lullaby um and i've had a lot of mums dm me saying that they they play it for their kids which is really sweet oh that's lovely isn't it yeah i mean it's uh yeah it's it's kind of a it became an it became a an accidental song for single mums that's what i what I've gathered so far from the lovely, lovely messages that I've gotten. Like people who are like single mothers are like, yes, I love this song. <laughs> it's really nice. It's representing them. Yeah, definitely. I love that. I love that. And oh, I think I, I think you get you get that three part story from it when you listen to it and you get that kind of authenticity behind the lyrics that you wouldn't have got necessarily had you fabricated it and kind of uh, there's nothing wrong, I think, with like songwriters that sit down and they, you know, they take like a, a story and they kind of write a s- song about that. But there is something powerful and there is something to be said for me when songwriting comes from like a, a real place and that comes across mm-hmm. in yeah. certain songs. And we talk about that on the show quite a lot is that, you know, that authenticity, that realness, um, just people can, when they when they listen, they can just tell. You know, they can just hear it. Um, and you can hear it in this song, definitely. Yeah. It's storytelling, like writing a story. I envy that. I wish I had the skill set to do it and make it believable. 
Um, it's something that I like to experiment and dabble with. But so far, anyway, um, a lot of my songs have been kind of personal. And I think that's why maybe I didn't expect people to resonate with it as much because it was so personal. But uh, there we go. But I do yeah. envy people who can, like, write a full-on story. I'm like... How did you do that? Yeah. yeah. How did you just put me in a novel like right there? It's always something I'm jealous of as well. I'm like, I just Incredible. can't do that. Can't do it. Mm-hmm. I need yeah. the melody and then to write something with it. But you're right, Andy, when you said you can tell instantly when something's genuine. And not even just in the songwriting, the performance, Nat. Like the performance of the vocal was... It just If you can perform a vocal like that, it's not a lie and I think people can pick that up so it's probably like another great reason why people are reaching out to you because they can tell that you're not just singing a a story you heard once like it's it's personal my hair is so flattered that it wants to just come down and play and I'm just not letting it (laughs) 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 it just keeps going I want to come down here and I'm like no stay there (laughs) get me in the shot Matt get me in the shot it's my Um, turn but but that's really sweet of you to say. I'm glad that it's something that you can tell in the performance as well. Because uh, right at the very end of the song, if anybody's interested in this little Easter egg, right at the very end of the song when I say, cut from the cloth that made you whole, you can hear me just ready to cry <laughs> right at the end. <laughs> you can actually. It gets me every time I play it live. Yeah, you can. You definitely yeah, can. Yeah, every time I play it live. Because you have this little kind of quiver in your vocal. Uh, which I think emphasises and gives that away, like the the space you were in emotionally when you kind of gave yeah. that, you know? Yeah. Well, I was told I was going to change it and I was like, I'll do it again. And uh, uh, Kat and Robert, the wonderful people who recorded this, were like, keep it. Keep it. Keep it. <laughs> totally. It's a second, second that call. Yeah, it's, it was great. So that, so that was Jacob. And we'll go on to another song, which I'm sure we'll have lots to talk about, <laughs> um, which is when oh, you I. come. <laughs> oh, I. Which is um, the song <laughs> when you come home again, and here it is now. traditional i love very the scottish tradition i love i love the percussion you added it's just yeah, yeah so perfect. i mean we should probably give some context so this song um was written by myself but i was so happy to give it it's like a songwriter's dream 
is to give a, a song that you write to the perfect artist to make it soar. And that was not. And I, um, I, I guess a bit of background on how I wrote it was like uh, when lockdown in Scotland was at the lowest part after the first wave, I've got a kind of family caravan on the west coast of Scotland in the most beautiful scenery, um, you know, of our country, which I'm massively passionate about. And I, I took this long walk um, and amongst all the Highland coos, you know, that Nat's so, so fond of. And <laughs> I was just, I was just inspired. And I think I'd been watching a lot of Nat's videos um, and other kind of videos that were circulating on TikTok and, and elsewhere, like listening to a lot of traditional music. And I just was like, I've never written a Scottish traditional song before. Um, and I was just like, I'm going to try it. And I gave it a bash. I came out with this. And... I, I remember emailing Nat, which, well, getting a hold of Nat <laughs> was my first challenge with this song. <laughs> so <laughs> I tried to, I can't remember, I tried to reach out on Instagram, didn't get to her because by that point she's like blowing up. She's like got probably inundated with messages um, and it just little old me was like, would you sing my song? So I got, I got, managed to get her email address, <laughs> sent her an email and Nat did get back to me fairly quickly saying, oh my God, I love the song. Shall we have like a, a call about this? And I, I emailed back straight away, dead excited, like, oh my God, thank you. Like, yes, let's do it. And then I didn't hear for like a month. <laughs> Disappeared. <laughs> Missing an action. I am the hardest person to get a hold of it. It's even worse now. Like people think I'm dead, I'm sure. So, <laughs> <laughs> But I think what had happened was, like I went into your junk mail somehow so then like you were going sifting through it and then you like I got this email back. This is at, at the stage where I was starting to like look for other artists to take it on, but grudgingly. Um and that gets back in touch, <laughs> like I'm still interested, and I'm like, thank God. So that's where this whole kind of kind of began. And then uh, it gets worse, doesn't it, Nat? I mean it gets more dramatic. It does. <laughs> Do you want me to take over for Yeah, this you take part? over. Because I'm getting angry. <laughs> I know, I can already see the steam coming out your yeah, lungs. Coming out your cans. He's sweating. Look at his sweat. <laughs> Steam's coming out your cans. By the way, I am actually wearing cans. You just kind of see because of my hair. Um, but, so... What, Let me what translate that into English. She's wearing headphones, but you cannot see because of the hair. Aye, that. <laughs> that's exactly it thank you this is what i need um so um i would emailed each other back and forth back and forth with had a wee room call and you had basically said you know i've written this but you have creative freedom if you want to add things take things away change things if you have anything at all and i went you have this kind of confidence in me <laughs> okay so <laughs> we did that back and forth and then it came to recording day and we were set to go record it in Glasgow, but we had to change the date. <laughs> I can see you getting so annoyed already. We had to change the date to earlier because Glasgow was going into lockdown again. So we had to reschedule to do it the day before we were going to do it. Um, my bus broke down halfway there. It broke down and then uh, we were late and we only had, what, three hours to do this? Well, no, it's meant this to be whole, a whole like, take with harmonies. It became like two hours. But it wasn't. Like, we wrote off like yeah. an hour just from like your bus breaking down. 
bus breaking down getting there we finally got there and then everybody's band and their gran obviously knew about the lockdown so every heavy metal band you could think of was in this space so we're trying to do a really quiet bit that's like you know birthdays in scotland and princessy sounds and then all you hear is like like in every single room and obviously with Andy's hawk ears he was picking it up but I wasn't I was just having a great time and singing a song and I'd be going for here you'll feel and he's like stop and I'm like am I rubbish and he's like no I can just hear the drums and then we'd move into oh, the different sub rooms. sounds yeah we'd move into different rooms and then we got so uh, ditzy and delirious at one point we just started singing the Book of Mormon and giggling with our arses off for a good 40 minutes. We went we went kind of crazy, and I do have that footage if anyone wants to see it. <laughs> My name is Sister Matumba. Sister Matumba. Oh, I think I had amazing. a stroke at one point. Like it, I've got the video clips, it's hilarious. Um, but this, it was like, what we're trying to say, Tom, is that the universe really didn't want us to do this song together. And we did it in spite of everyone anyway. I remember this happening. And I remember Andy sending me voice, like WhatsApp voice messages being like, I'm trying so hard to get this song done. Because <laughs> you'd sent me the demo, Andy, and I was like, sick. I can see where you're going with it. Obviously, yeah, you need yeah. a Scottish artist because obviously it's about Scotland. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else would, be, would have been wrong if you got anyone else to sing it. So it worked out in the end. Totally agree. Um, totally agree. It's, a, I, yeah. it's cool that... Like, even I had the smallest bar, but all three of us were on this track. Yeah, Tom, Tom, fun fact, plays guitar on the track. So he d- did a bit of Hell acoustic, yeah. acoustic guitar decoration, which... <laughs> so we've all, yeah, all three of us on this podcast but, have had an influence on the track. It's lovely. But when you think about it, right, the universe didn't want it to happen, and then it happened because, you know, we're hard as nails and we made it happen. <laughs> but then you got upset because you'd spent all this time putting the sheep sound in and no one can hear <laughs> no your sheep. <laughs> yeah, you need to explain this sheep thing. Right, oh, so no, basically, right, really? I'll, uh, do you know what? You can explain it because no. all I'll do is go in. Um... Right, you okay. saw him pulling a sheep bar in or something or a sheep yes. fart in though and you... Yes, thank you, Tom. Thank yeah. you. No, not f- <laughs> well, not farting, bang. Like, making a bar. Where, where is that? So, where is it? <laughs> so, fuck you. Don't ask him where it is. Don't ask him where it is. It's not at the beginning with the lovely Scottish flute. Like, da, 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 no. Da, 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 da. So, so, this does hurt my feelings a little bit. On a quiet shore where the bar... <laughs> where the bar happens. Right. So... I I took great pride in trying to take the listener to Scotland at, in your ears, right? So in your ear canals, I wanted to bring you Scotland. And I put a lot of love and hard work into bringing the animals of Scotland into your ears. So I... I hear the birds. Yes, yeah, so you can hear the birds. There is a sheep in there that nobody can hear. And I thought it was absolutely fucking class. And it hurt my feelings when nobody, <laughs> apart from me, can hear the sheep. But I mean, it's fine. But you, you fine. said, I'm you just better. said you can't hear the sheep. You can. You said, <laughs> I can hear it. No, he said the people said. can't hear it. Oh, the people can't hear it. It's really funny. 
And you got <laughs> upset about that. I mean, you got upset about people being like, what a great song. I can't I, hear the sheep though. Tom, I thought I was pioneering the music, like the production world, being the first engineer to put a sheep's bar in a song. I thought I was going to get He's a He's going to have a whole zoo at one point. That is so good. <laughs> it's going to be a whole zoo. It's going to be a whole David Attenborough special in one tune. But like, it was funny because you'd get people... He, he was more concerned about the sheep and I can understand why he put a lot of time and effort on the sheep but the it was just the way in which he was so concerned about it so in my head it's people going I love this song so much it means so much to me um, I used to live in Scotland it just reminds me of home and he's gone that's really nice but did you hear the sheep though? <laughs> did you hear the no, you sheep? No you didn't did though? you? Did you hear it? <laughs> no you didn't I can tell you didn't I can Excuse tell me. you didn't Did you hear it? Did, did you, you hear I? my sheep? I, I have a funny, I have a funny story about the song, guys. That I haven't even told Andy yet because I was waiting for this moment. So I play oh, football great. here in the states with a Scottish <laughs> dude, and he's old school Scottish. He's in his forties. Sounds sometimes he speaks. And I'm like, I don't know what you just said, mate. We were, we went out for a beer a couple of weeks ago. I played I played him this song. He loved it, of course, loved it. Oh. And it was freezing here. It was like minus twenty five or something. Fahrenheit, and yeah? he Celsius. took the, no Celsius, <laughs> Celsius minus twenty five Celsius. Fuck. Like, and he wanted to stand outside, right? So, so this is where it's going. And I was like, okay, let me just put my gloves on. <laughs> I can't do the accent, so I'm not going to do it. I'm going to do it in my accent. He went, gloves, you pish. No. He took the piss at me for wearing gloves in minus twenty five, and I was like. You I know Scottish. what he's referencing. I know what he's referencing. He's referencing Frankie Boyle. Yeah, gloves yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gloves yeah, prick. I was like, it Aye. is freezing. So then I went outside because he was like, come outside, show me the song. And I was like, it's pretty cold outside. So I had to stand there in minus 25 for you two, <laughs> showing this 40 year old Scotsman this song. And he was like, yeah, I get it. And then went back inside. I was like, <laughs> after saying gloves, you prick. <laughs> <laughs> It, he takes the piss out of me whatever I do I could Brilliant. say hello and he's like uh, English you could, you, could do it, you could do it with literally anything if you add your prick at the end of it like Aye. it works your prick Aye, that's brilliant um, yeah you guys, you guys smash this song this song yeah, that, that's the background smashed it. Um, drama to when you come home again and um, it's such no, it's, a beautiful song with such a terrifying story um, but I, it's, I mean, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's a lovely story about, again, it's influenced on the, the Hebridean Islands. So it's a story about, you know, two kind of, I guess, uh, child, what is it? Childhood lovers. That doesn't sound right. That sounds a bit. Sweethearts. I childhood sweethearts. Um, and one then goes to in my mind it was Glasgow, you know, for the big city job or London where the skyscrapers are and all that kind of stuff. And and he misses or she misses Scotland so much that he then comes back to the other half and they have a wonderful life on the island for the rest of their days and enjoy the, the sheeps, the sheeps as their well, neighbours. Um, you're right about Sky or one of the other islands. So there's... I'd love to say, yes, it's about Sky or it's about Isla or it's about Jura, but in fact, it's about like any of them. 
Like I was just I was just doing it from a Hebridean Island Inspired. perspective. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So. It's whatever you want it to be. It's home is whatever you you have it in your mind when you hear the song, and that's what I think so grand about that song and the fact that you picked me I still like that was genuinely I wasn't like written the piss earlier that is a total pinch me moment like when oh. you asked me I was like what <laughs> really well it's a pinch me moment for you to say yes to me so we mutually I think just were like freaking out about it and <gasps> we, we yeah. had so much fun in the studio like I don't know how we got like it annoys me like obviously the vocal the vocal recording process because it, it could have been better but i think we i was able to salvage out you know like you said tom like a lot of the sub frequencies and stuff like you, you usually cut them anyway yeah. but there was still like elements where you know it, it didn't give me complete vocal clarity which will frustrate me to this day but i think for what because it's quite a busy mix anyway i think for what we needed in the track um and certainly like the emotions that nat like gets across vocally in the track for me it, it smashed it so um i was pretty happy yeah you did a good job you cut you cut the low end well i mean i i yeah. know what it's like dealing with those sub frequencies especially yeah. when there's a drum kit playing yeah um was that pirates you said pirate studios in glasgow yeah pirate studios yeah so um i remember yeah, I, as well like that was the first time we'd met in person right and obviously yeah. it was a very stressful time getting there and getting everything set up but it was like we'd known each other for such a long time because we were straight in, getting it done, having a laugh. I felt totally comfortable. Like, I'd never recorded in a studio before, so I was terrified. And as soon as I got there, you made me feel so comfortable, so, like, safe, for lack of a better word. Um, and it was such a giggle, but we still got the job done. And that, to me, is what makes it so memorable. I know from your point of view, you can look and listen and, and hear yeah. things that you could have done. But for me, it was just, like, enjoyable start to oh. finish and every time oh, we nice. hear it it reminds me of us losing yeah, our I mind i still loved it still absolutely loved it absolutely so so yeah <laughs> and there's it's important to note that there is lots coming behind the scenes isn't there not so um you've got do, do you want a hint at i guess what kind of songs are, are coming up for you next or or do you um, want to keep it keep it elusive in, if <laughs> If you tuned into the little concert that I did, um, something, 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 something's happening. Something's <laughs> something's coming. Something's, something's coming. I'm not quite sure what it is. <laughs> See, that just makes it sound like someone has gas. Something's brewing. Something's <laughs> brewing, and there something's is a song coming also. <laughs> Aye. <laughs> <laughs> but so yeah, um, things are, are coming, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna leave it at that. I like that. Keep them guessing. Keep them guessing. Right, Suspense. we're gonna go on to love it. We're gonna go on to questions. So this is people um, on the <laughs> I'm show for, of this part, for anyone <laughs> for anyone that has like if this is your first ever uh, songwriters lounge episode that you're listening to. This is when we get the interviewees to answer questions from the listeners. So this is some um, certainly targeted uh, listener questions direct to Nat about certain things, which I am looking forward to her elaborating on personally as well. So here is the first question, and this is from Kaylee. 
Hey, it's Kaylee from California, and my question is, if you could become any animal for a day and just live a day in its life, what animal would you choose? Love you! Oh, what a sweet baby! Hi, Kaylee! <laughs> what animal would I be? My brain wants to say hyena because I laugh like one, and I'm just a bit of an crazy idiot. Um, but I would actually want to be probably probably like a deer or a bat, right? A deer or a bat? Yeah, because... Me too. Well, I was like, no, because I'm pretty much already there, so I'm fine right. with that. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm a bit of a cow, do you know what I mean? But, um, <laughs> I, like, I do... <laughs> she's a cow, she's a she's cow. A, but, um, she's a cow. The... <laughs> <laughs> I call me a cow. Um, a so cow. I would be, <laughs> I would be a bat, because <clears throat> people already think I'm a vampire, um, and it would just be class to fly. Um, and I'd also be a deer because they're like sweet and cute, so they can get away with like eating your flowers and kicking your car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you meet what? new people, I'd, I'd love to kick your car. I'd love to kick your car, but I can't <laughs> get away with it because I'm not a deer. <laughs> I'd, I'd love to I'd eat love a sunflower to... and then bash your windies in. <laughs> Man, like, just being a deer, right, and having really strong legs when you're older, and the big, big old, big old boys, big old stag boys, right, and just like. Like that meme, I would just look about and I'd be like, it's mental how I could batter every single one of these. <laughs> <laughs> or I could just eat your flowers, but you know what? I'm not going to, but I could, and I would get away with it because look at my big eyes. But I could if I would. So exactly. Aye. Smash mm -hmm. it. <laughs> I'm not going to, but see, any of your cheek, I will. See that wee, see that wee, wee corsair there? It's getting my boots in it. Sorry, my I hoofs. I mean, I, I hope <laughs> Nat has answered your question, Kaylee. I was I gonna, have one no interesting idea. answer: a bat <laughs> or a deer. You couldn't get two more opposite things. Like, but I love I it. I love the switch. answer. I could be a deer and then just start kicking cars and eating flowers. It's like kicking ass and taking names, but it's deer style. And then I could be a bat and just be like, "I'm blind, but I can fly. This is great." A bat deer. Okay. But we'll, we'll, oh yeah, like some kind of amalgamation like, of the two. Like a <laughs> Dracula bad, version of Bambi. <laughs> She's bad dear. She's here for justice and flowers. <laughs> and she might kick and she might kick your motor. <laughs> Where is it? I mean the flowers. Where are they? <laughs> Where's the chrysanthemums? Where's the tulips? <laughs> Where's the tulips? Amazing. Right. Let's move that on. That was pretty good, man. That was pretty good. That's a good one. Oh, that's a good answer. Right, this next one I will play now. Hi, I'm Ryan from Chicago, Illinois, and I had a question of the avian variety. So I know seagulls are not your favorite, but how do you feel about crows? Okay. <laughs> Okay. What the Have fuck? I frozen, by the way, or am I good? You're good. You're still recording, You're mate. good. You're good. All right. It looks like I've frozen on my end. Okay, so... Um, <laughs> you have frozen, right? I mentioned right, this but one it's, time. It's recording in the background. All right. I 
I mentioned this once and uh, I've got a lot of questions about it. Uh, I hate seagulls with a fiery passion and no one can convince me otherwise, but I do have a soft spot in my heart for crows and it's because I accidentally became the mother to three crows. <laughs> oh, nice. I like it. So, You're so, going to need to explain this. <laughs> okay, so what happened was I'm looking outside, right? <laughs> And there's a big old bush, right? It's summertime, right? Trees are blowing or whatever, right? There's a big old bush outside. And in this bush, there's a nest. And in that nest, there was a bird. No, there was <laughs> there was three little birdies, right? Like little baby crows. And they're just... Right? And I thought, okay, mummy bird must be coming back soon, right? So I wait a couple hours. I still see them like... I'm like, oh, Christ. So I had some blueberries, and I was like, I'll mush them up, and I'll go out, and I'll feed them, expecting to get attacked by mummy bird right away. So I get there, and I feed them. No swooping. I thought, okay, she's maybe just going to Aberdeen to get some food for the wind, right? <laughs> she doesn't come back. I go back a couple hours again to feed them. Still no mummy. I go back the next day. I feed them. Still no mummy. And I thought, oh, Jesus, she's dead. So... I just kept feeding them and feeding them and feeding them and then every so often in the summertime I would open the window and the three of them would just sit on my windowsill. Right, okay. Mm. So, and, uh, so you didn't one actually time, put them in a cage and take them I indoors didn't birth. like a budgie. No, I did not. I didn't give birth to them. They're not just sitting in a cage. They just, um, apparently it's a thing with birds, like if they see you when they hatch, they're like, mum. You're like, no, but you're kind of screwed because now you're mum. And it only happened once. (laughs) It only happened the once, right? They would come to my window every other night and I'd feed them, but this happened once and it hasn't happened again. I was taking the bins out and I hear this like, I hear the wings just going right past me. And then for a brief couple of seconds, on my shoulder and then it just flew away so um yes mother of crows there you have and it hate seagulls mother of crows it's, it's kind of like um you heard it here first people yeah you heard it here first yeah it reminds me so, of game yeah, of thrones it's a weird one yeah i don't know, right? I don't know why <laughs> mother of crows you, yeah. you guys are from the north after all the mother of crows. That's true, actually. Yeah, the north. The mother of crows. And the, and the schwallier of tulips. Aye. <laughs> and, the, and the basher of cars. <laughs> basher yeah. of Aston Martins. Aye. That's, that's next the next basher of cars. That's like a, vi- a villain from a Batman movie. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. This has been some episode. This next question is from mm-hmm. Bricks. Hey, Bricks, and to hear from the States... Illinois to be exact. Natty, I was just wondering how many haggis you've caught in your life. Those sneaky little burgers, I know they're hard to catch. Anyways, on a more serious note, why are you always screaming at us? I mean, I secretly love it. I'll never admit it, but I do. But I was just wondering why. Have a great day. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So, wait a minute. (laughs) First of all, hello. (laughs) Thank you for your question. Um... How many haggis have I caught? Seven. I've caught, I've caught a fair few, you know, trying to make my dad proud. Um, not as much as I would have liked, but yeah. we'll get there. They are quite hard because they're small. 
Uh, they're small but they're big and they're hairy but they're scaly and they're visible but they're also glow in the dark. Do you know, they're very, very strange <laughs> things, are haggises. So um, not enough is my answer to that. Um, and, <laughs> oh, um, why, what was it? Why do you always scream at us? I, why, why do you just absolutely yeah. scream at them? And, and because I, mean, I want them. to! Yeah. Because <laughs> I love you. Because I'm, because I'm passionate and I love you. Now go to bed. <laughs> I'm just, I'm a very um, passionate and animated person. So if I want to get something across, like I'm a short person, I'm four foot 11. All I have going for me is my hair. I have to make myself heard. So that's why I shout at you, but it's only because I love you. <laughs> I care about you. Go to bed. <laughs> I'm getting emotional. What an answer. What an answer. I hope that answers it, Bricks. I mean, yeah, Bricks, thank it, you. It does for me, so. <laughs> it works for me. Oh, amazing, amazing. I really hope that. I love that. hearing all the wee voices. I, I oh, mean, good. I, that, that, that is the point. <laughs> but I, I know, it's just lovely. I like on, it. On to the next wee voice. Hey, Natalie, quick question for you. Um, so on Sundays, do you still take a break from sucking booty? <laughs> um, I'm just curious. I'm sorry, but I, what, what I don't understand on? what that question is. I don't understand. All right. So a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I... This was something that I didn't even make for TikTok. It was just something I put on TikTok because my friend Stephen really wanted me... It was his favourite video of mine. And he said, please put it on TikTok. Um, I was doing a vocal warm-up and I had my camera on and I was playing piano. The camera had been rolling for about 26 or 27 minutes and I got a little bit silly, you know, doing my vocal warm-up, walking around the house, just letting it roll. And I started singing this silly little song about sucking arses. And um, <laughs> it was just silly. Um, and it was just like sucking booty, right? It was like sucking booty in the morning on a Thursday, right? Sounds great. And I, was like, I mean, it sounds and then, good. And then I was like, um, and I was clicking and I was getting really into it. I was like, what about Wednesday? And then um, I found that footage at the end of my vocal warm up tape thing, tape. Um, and I thought, that's funny. That's stupid. I can't believe I did that. Let's caption it. So I captioned it and put lyrics up and put it on TikTok. And now everybody sings it. And now people, you know, shout sucking booty at me in my comments or in my DMs, which is always great. Always a great way to wake up in the morning. It's like, Natalie, do you remember that one song? <laughs> remember that one song you wrote about sucking arses? Can we have that again, please? That's, that's our favourite. That's our favourite. Because it's Wednesday through Thursday and through Friday and through Saturday, but Sunday I take a break from sucking booty, so not on Sundays. So it's actually like a really good question then. It's like really, it's like, she's paying attention. I still take a break. <laughs> I still take a break. You know, I can't be doing it all day. It's not good for you. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? <laughs> That was a really funny question, though. I like. I enjoyed that was a good it. question. That was a good I'm one. I'm absolutely dying here. Oh my god, that was Asked so funny. so innocently and sweetly as well. Oh, I know. Was, when we got it in, I was like, I hope there is the an answer to this. Yeah, yeah. I hope there was a. I hope there was an answer. I just didn't know it was going to be that funny. So thank you so much. Um, and here's the final. You're question. quite welcome. Okay. 
not, it's not working. Hello, I'm Mr. Banana Hat. Um, I'm a Swedish guy living in Denmark. You may have seen me hang around your TikTok page. <laughs> uh, myself and many others have enjoyed uh, discussing just what kind of immortal you are, but I was wondering just how that got started and also what your favorite theory is so far. Matthias, first of all, Mr. Banana Hat is a legend. Um, <laughs> but yes, I think we can all agree, uh, Mr. Banana Hat is a legend. So, right, <clears throat> I can't see myself because it's still frozen for me, so I don't know if I'm going to be showing you this correctly, but I've got teeth like a baby shark. They're very sharp, right? I'm also okay. very pale. Um, I also, for a brief period, I did a lot of my videos kind of shrouded in darkness with nothing but a little candle light. And people seem to really enjoy those styles of um, songs. Um, and because of this, people seem to think that I was a... Because they were kind of sea shanty-ish, people thought I was a mermaidy, siren-y type thing. And then people said I was a fairy. And then people said I was a vampire. And then people said I was a demon. And then people said I was a... There's been a plethora of immortal beasts that I've been compared to. And demons and monsters and sirens okay. and fairies. Um, but right. my favourite theory is probably... <laughs> I like how you're not disagreeing, Andy. <laughs> I mean, I'm just taking it all in, that. I'm taking it all in. Yeah, we're, just, we're just, just listening, I think. I'm still processing what I'm hearing. <laughs> I've been called a hobbit quite a lot. Um, so... I think my favourite one is probably a vampire because it is the most accurate. Or a hobbit. No, actually not a vampire, a hobbit because I'm sure I like food, adventures and wizards. So hobbit. And you're ginger. A lot of hobbits Lovely. were ginger, were they not? Or am I just... No, am I being a ginger? No, hobbits had dark hair. Oh. I think you are, mate. Sorry. <laughs> no, Sorry, guys. Being gingers. Um, I'm just thinking of Gimli. <laughs> ginger. Ah, Gimli was Gimli. Gimli was, Gimli was a dwarf, but... Oh, he was a dwarf. He was not a hobbit. Aye, that's true. Grow Aye. up, Andy. Grow up. <laughs> Watch Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, Gimli, guys. he was a dragon, I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure oh, he was a dragon. The, the, the little wizard, yeah, I remember, I remember Gimli, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 and Gandalf was the princess, yeah. Hey, Gandalf, that, that elfish princess. <laughs> I am going to throw you out your own window. <laughs> I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking. I knew Legolas was a dragon, <laughs> all right? Fuck's sake. Anyway. Legless. You'll be legless in a minute, son. I'll be legless. Oh, there's another oh, theory. There's sir. another theory. I don't have legs. That's another rumour that went around. My legs aren't real. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I can confirm they are real. If that is like a mythbuster. Exactly! Part of the episode that we can do. Um, she does have legs, guys. Uh, I've seen them. That's good, that's good to know. I was worrying. <laughs> I mean, she she did have to to film this episode, sit on like two pillows, and potentially consider getting a ladder. But she she does have legs, yeah. So she's just got small legs. Um, but let's not hold that. Those were funny her. questions, man. I they enjoyed those questions. questions. They were very different to the like usual them. musical topic questions that that we get. So. Thanks, guys. But that's what that makes a nice it change. fun. That it was, was a nice fun. change, wasn't it? Yeah. We've had we've had a good <laughs> laugh there, so thank you. That's been wait that's a been minute. Good. I I put the same question, just one question to both of you. If you could be any kind of animal for a day, what would you be? 
Oh mate, I, I, I'd, I'd be an eagle. Let me tell you. I, same with you now. Really? I'd love to. Fl- I'd love to fly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, enough of this walking shit. Let's fly. Yeah. I think you can I'm... fly and shit at the same time. <laughs> you know, I don't want to show off, but. <laughs> That's what you say to all the other birds. I don't want to show off, but like, uh, I don't want to watch me. uh, Look at, look at this massive chocolate baby I'm about to have in the air. I don't want to, I don't want to show off, but uh, look at this big. And there's nothing you can do about it. This big honking jobby I'm about to drop on this car. What would you be, Andy? I was the first thought that came to my head was actually I'd love to be a dog just because it's a dog's life, isn't it? Like. They just have oh, yeah, you've got that right. Cuddles yeah. all the time. Like my wee man is just the most loved little sod, and he <laughs> gets away with murder when he just wants to chew the place up and run riot. So he has the best time because he amazing. gets my unconditional love, even when he's a little bastard. So <laughs> yeah, like I think it's a dog's life, isn't it? So does so, mine. Uh, yeah. So yeah, dog friendly. I can never be mad at my dog. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What totally. An episode. This what an was, episode, Nat. You guys. This was a lot of fun. So thank you. Bringing for the UK up. together. It's beautiful. I like it. We're matching t shirts. We spoke about animals. We got emotional. Uh, we laughed at Andy's sheep. It's just a good day. <laughs> Shit got real. It's been a good day so real. far. <laughs> One for the ages. I laughed so, at your sheep. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that is that is the episode. And I really hope that you guys have taken something out of all that away and just had a right good hoot while listening because we've had a lot of fun. If you haven't heard of Natty and you're listening to this, we are going to we're going to link all her music, all our profiles, all our stuff in the description of the episode please do support her music she absolutely deserves it and i'm sure you're probably already now warming to her infectious personality uh, after this episode um so yeah just go check her out go support her personality (laughs) and um and we will see you guys soon so thank you so much for listening guys all the best see you soon guys bye